Let the church say amen. Psalm 70. Psalm 70. Psalm 70. I would that in your own time you take time to read it, read it in its entirety. It's not very long. For this morning's sermon, I, I want to lift verse 1 of Psalm 70. These are words that all of us one time or another have. We didn't utter them, we thought it. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me. O Lord, amen. Make haste, O Lord. God, hurry up. I need you now. Right right now, Lord. Uh, just for a few minutes. Why you can't hurry, God? <clears throat> Why you can't hurry, God? You, you ever get the impression that God would have more followers if his response time was quicker. <laughs> I, I was raised in a praying house where early in life <clears throat> we were taught about prayer. We, we were taught early about calling on the Lord. We were taught if how, if you pray and pray right, <laughs> we were taught that if you ask God for anything, God will do it. That's what we were taught at home. So, so there was this bully at my school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him Billy because uh, Facebook and streaming and all that. I, I'm still alive. He might be too, son. <laughs> Teacher, how you doing? But, but uh, I remember praying that God would do something to Billy. <laughs> Bad Billy. I remember praying that God would do, and, and, and please know, I, I, I really didn't want God to do something bad. I, I, I just pray sometimes that, just pray that Billy won't show up for school tomorrow. <laughs> Every morning, Billy was sitting on the school steps. We went to a school that didn't have but four classrooms. And every morning, Billy was sitting on the steps to intimidate everybody. I would just pray that I didn't have to pass by Billy, it seemed like though, in spite of no how, as hard as I prayed, the first face that I would see every morning, Billy, 
sitting on the steps. I, I remember talking to mama about it. Now, mama, I've been praying. And I heard what you said. Billy keeps showing up. <laughs> Every morning I get there, he's there when I get there. You remember back in that day, Dr. Taylor, they didn't just promote, promote you because you had to go. They, he, he, was, he was 10 years old in second grade. <laughs> Bully, bad, bad boy. <laughs> and uh, that, that's, that's when I heard the words for the first time to this song that has been etched in my memory ever since. You can't hurry, God. No, no. This is Mama's wisdom. You just got to wait. Y'all remember that song? You got to trust him and give him time, no matter how long it takes. And then he ends up saying, he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. Now, in my child's mind, I really couldn't understand that. And let me go ahead and be honest. I, I still don't fully understand why God waits so long. Be honest, I, I, I still don't understand fully why it takes God so long to move. But, but I have found that it is true. You can't hurry. He never gets in a hurry. I I have found that whole thing away in a file that says God knows what's best. But be honest, be honest, to be honest, be honest, you, you have to wonder sometimes. What takes God so long? Just think about it. Think about it. Look, 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 think about it. Looks like God could have stepped in at some point before they got to the lion's den with Daniel. Are y'all hearing me? He's God. He's God. He, he, he could have put out the fire before the Hebrew boys ever got to the front. Are y'all hearing me? As righteous a man as Job was, you, you would have thought that, that God would have at least saved one of his children. Martha even said it. Martha, read the Bible. Martha even said it. Jesus, if you had been here, you hadn't been waiting around, my brother would not have died. I could go on and show point after point when it looks like he just didn't show up on time. But the fact is, buckle your seatbelt, this might sting a little bit. The fact is, our immediate deliverance and what we want right now does not seem to be at the top of God's list of priorities. Don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But it just doesn't seem to be the top of his list to jump when you say jump. Please hear me now. Please hear me now. God is a deliverer. 
He can and will grant us the desires of our heart. But those things are just not at the top of his list. Are y'all hearing this? It's only when we can slow down, get our priorities straight, that, that he moves and moves in a miraculous way. Once we get ourselves together. Here in Psalm 70 is a prayer. A prayer that David, the psalmist, is praying. And in this prayer, he's saying, God, I need you to move. And I need you to move right now. You got to know something about where David was right then. You got to know that his enemies were all around him. And not because of anything that he had done, but they, they, his enemies, they hated him. And everybody was surrounding him in hate because of his anointing, because of the anointing of God on his life. And brothers and sisters, I've learned you don't have to mis mistreat folk for them to not, not to like you. You know that? You don't have to mistreat folk for them not to like you. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, if you just learn how to walk in God's anointing, some, somehow, folk just can't stand that. They, they can't put up, try, try to live for Jesus. Walk in his will and walk in his way. Demons will come out of the woodwork to attack you on every hand. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself like David and David, yeah, David saying, Lord, I need you to hurry up. I need you to come and do something about this right now. Look at him saying, make haste. Make haste and help me. Verse 1, whenever you ask for help, whenever you ask for help, it indicates, first of all, brothers and sisters, that you've done what you could do. You can't ask for help if you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? You, you ask for help. It indicates that you've done what you could do. David says, I've tried to serve the king. I, I've played the harp for him. I've done what I could. Can't ask the Lord for help unless you've at least tried to do something yourself. Look, 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 look at this short prayer. This is a very short prayer. He prays for help for himself right here in this same, this same song. He prays for shame and confusion for his enemies. But then at the end, he, he starts praying for his friends, praying that there will be joy for his friends. Look at verse 2. He, 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 he's talking about his enemy. He said, Lord, hurry up. Let them be confounded that seek after my soul. Lord, I want you to come right now and show them that you are who you say you are and that you will do what you say you will do. They need to see that. I want you to show them right now. And that, there's an underlying selfishness there. There's an underlying selfishness there. See, while you're doing that, I, I want you to authenticate me. Are you showing them who you are? I want them to see who I am in you. Are y'all hearing me? God, God, 
They think that my trust in you is in vain and that I'm losing and that they are winning. But I want you to come right now and show them the real deal. I want you to show them that you really do have my back. Lord, they want to see me hurt. Think they got me trapped and you ain't making it no better by slowing around. I need you, Lord, to move right now. And then verse 3, he prays for a strange crowd of folk. I, yeah, in verse 3, look, it's a strange word there, aha. I thought that was uh, uh, Johnny come late. That's a Bible word, aha, you people. Now, aha crowd, that crowd that just sort of sits back just waits on you finally to fall, and then they say, aha. He, he prays. He prays for that crowd, that crowd that delights in seeing you struggle, that crowd that thinks every minute you're going to turn around and go back. That, that's the aha crowd. But, but then get to verse 4. All at once, his prayer focus changes. Up until now, it's been, God, I need this, and God, I need that. I need you right now. But all at once, he starts praying for other folk. All at once, he's praying for somebody else. It's almost like he realizes that I'm not the only one suffering out here. It's almost like he realizes that yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like I, I, I can't just pray for me. Let me include those others who might be where I am right now. Lord, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. I ain't just praying for me. Let me pray for some other folk. And as he prayed for others, as he prayed for others, he began to learn, right here in the text, he begins to learn something about himself and let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. That's right there in his prayer. He says, he prayed and now he started praying for others and now he's realizing that my deliverance really ain't at the top of the list. Let God be are y'all here? Let God be magnified. David, in praying for others, comes to realize that God is not only glorified when he steps in and gets you out of something. God is also glorified by the way I go through my trial. Y'all ain't hearing me. God is also glorified when I can go through my storm and keep my head up. God is also glorified when I can face the demons of hell and keep on walking. Are y'all hearing me? He's glorified in the way that I go through my trial. So in the midst of this trying to rush God, he realizes that even when I'm going through, God must be glorified. 
and to magnify. Listen at him saying, let God be magnified. Lord, rather than rushing to get me out, use me in such a way that even as I'm going through, you're getting glory when I go through. Are y'all hearing me? Use me in such a way that even as I go through, I'm making you bigger to somebody else. All of us, all of us must understand that we are here in this world to bring glory to God. And let me share something with you. God knows how to handle every situation in our lives. Yeah, yeah, to get his glory. Yeah, he, he knows how to handle us. He knows what to do. Yeah, 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 to get his glory. I, yeah, 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 he, he says, I can hear him saying, I, I could have stopped Daniel before he got to the den, but then I wouldn't have gotten the glory from locking the lion's jaw. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I could have kept the Hebrew boys out of the fire, but I wouldn't have gotten the glory of keeping them safe in the fire. I could have shown up before Lazarus died, but I wouldn't have gotten the glory from bringing him back from the grave. I, I could have stopped the storm before it ever got to the ship, but then you never heard about peace, be still. God says, God says, I'm working it out. I'm working it out for your good and for my glory at the same time. Somebody ought to say amen. I, I can work it out for your good and for my glory at the same time. So David invites everybody, everybody yeah, yeah, in the situation to magnify. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord with me. And sometimes we get a little confused about that word magnify. Magnify really doesn't mean to make something bigger. Just said something. Yeah. I know that's what we think. We think when you magnify something, it makes it bigger. But when you really look at it, you got a magnifying glass, it doesn't get any bigger. And how can you make God any bigger anyway? Are y'all hearing me now? Magnify really doesn't make anything bigger. Magnify brings it closer. Y'all ain't hearing me? Yeah, so it ain't about making God bigger. It's about bringing God closer. <laughs> Make him big. Bring him in close. I'm almost through now. I'm almost through now, but that, that's with mama's coaching. That's what I did with Billy. I, my, mama, mama says, you ever talk to Billy? I said, no, I ain't say nothing to Billy. She said, she said sit on the step with him. <laughs> Scared as I was, I, I, I'd get the way I'd get to school, and rather than going in, I'd sit there on the step with Billy. I'd sit there, Billy thought I was losing my mind. I, I'd sit there on the step, mama would fix a little extra something and say, you... He don't have to take folks at lunch. Give him, give him a sandwich. Y'all hear me? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So I stopped by, sit with Billy. I shared my lunch with Billy and gave, even gave Billy some of my marbles. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me, huh? Yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually I, I started talking to Billy about Sunday school. <laughs> Before you know anything, Billy was showing up at Sunday school. Are y'all hearing me? Showing up at Sunday school with me, and before I knew anything, Billy had accepted Jesus Christ. I'm telling the truth here. And then the next thing, Billy's mom and dad in the whole house started coming to church. His, his mama sung in the choir with my mama. God was glorified. God is back. Are y'all hearing this? In every situation, I learned I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. Listen to how David says in Psalm 34, yeah, I will magnify the Lord with me. That's what David says. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Not just when he gets me out, but let me magnify him while I'm going through. In every situation, I will bless the Lord. That's why I stand here every Sunday and say, Lord, I want to live for thee. Every day and every hour. Let your spirit be in me, in its saving power. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yes, uh, let me point you to a suffering Savior, yeah, who was hanging on a cross, but he would not come down from the cross just to save himself. He could have changed that situation at any time, but he would not come down from the cross because he had me on his mind. He had you on his mind. He suffered, he bled and died on an old rugged cross, laid him in a borrowed tomb. But I'm glad, I'm glad that early Sunday morning he got up. He got up with all power in his hand. Yes! Yes! You, you can't, you can't hurry, go. No, no, you just got to wait. You got to trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes, he's a God you can't hurry. And then the song said, he'll be there. Don't you worry. He may not come when you want him. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Whenever he shows up, he's right on time. If you're here this morning, you've been toiling, you've been rowing, you've been toiling and waiting on him. This, this just may be your hour right now can't hurry him, but if you're unsaved, this is your time. If you have not accepted him, Lord and Savior of your life, this is your time. This is the time now for you to just make a move toward him. If you just make a move toward him, I declare he'll save you today. He'll turn life around for you. Maybe you're already saved and 
just don't have a church home, church covering. Now's the time. You need to be covered. Now's the time for you to be moving. Somebody ought to be moving. Come now. Jesus, keep me near the cross. 